a new tour in County Meath gives you a taste of Irish mythology. Listen on to learn about the Salmon of Knowledge experience. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Traveling in Ireland podcast today. I am incredibly excited to introduce you to Jerry Mead, who has kind of started a new section, if you will, of tourism in Ireland that, that really focuses on the mythology of Ireland. So Jerry, I am so glad to talk with you today and to hear more about this. Delighted to talk to you, and uh, and wishing you all the well in, in America from rainy Ireland. <laughs> so hope, hopefully, when the visitors from America come this summer or any time during the year, we won't have as much rain. But um, I'm delighted to be talking to you today. Well, it, it is the rain that that gives you all the shades of green, and, and uh, you know people don't travel to Ireland for the weather, but instead for the history and the culture and the beautiful stories. And one of those beautiful stories is really what your entire experience focuses on. So would you like to maybe explain that a bit? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a story that every Irish child basically learns either from their parents at home or by the time they get to uh, primary school or even, you know, uh, kindergarten. You'd hear about it because how could you not be enthralled by a story with a sacred river, uh, magical hazelnuts, a supernatural fish, uh, a boy, a boy <laughs> warrior hero that goes on to become Ireland's most famous warrior, and a wily old druid wise man. So when you put all of that into a, into a mix, you can't but have a wonderful story. So um, and fortunately, it's based in my own home county of Meath. Uh, so, hence, um, my developing uh, a tourism attraction around it. And, um, you know, of course, you're talking of the salmon of knowledge if, if people aren't up on their Irish mythology. And this is really one of the probably the most popular and well-known stories from Ireland. Yes, it's one of the most well-known. But I, I was surprised that, you know, it hasn't been cottoned on to before. And when I came back to my home county in Mead, I'd been away for the best part of 20 years, traveling the world. I'm a chef by profession. So I had been traveling around, and I happened to just pop into the local tourist office, and I got talking to the girl, and uh, she was going, well, you know, we've got wonderful stuff in Mead. You know, we have Newgrange and the Hill of Tara and some of the most important tourism sites in the country. And... She said, you know, we could do with something new. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's true. We, we, we're selling the same stuff all the time, and the tourists like to come back to Ireland, and it would be nice for something new. Mm-hmm. And this was around 2001, 2002. So by the time I had got back to my house from that meeting, the idea had formed in my head because she said, why not think about something around food? And, of course, when I thought of the local history, the salmon of knowledge came straight to mind, and I thought, well, there we go. We've got history and 
my mind for uh, for all those years, and I've actually had two attempts already to get it going, but it was only in the last couple of years that finally, third time lucky, I managed to get <laughs> it off the ground. Now, County Meath is kind of, I, I don't want to say it's the heart of um, the new Ireland's Ancient East initiative or trail, but it really does play a great part because beyond uh, Newgrange and the Hill of Tara, you've got uh, Kells, where the famous book was, was you know, at least partially written. Uh, you have the Lock Crew Cairns uh, right at the edge of the county, if I have my geography correct. Uh-huh. Um, and you're, you're quite near to Dublin. So you we, really we do, we, you we really are, do we, have a lot. Well, we also have the Battle of the Boyne, oh, and we right. have the Norman Castle in Trim, oh, where Trim. Braveheart the movie was done. Yes. You know, we have uh, the Hill of Slain. Uh, we have we have we have Newgrange, and I like to think that nearly all the important stuff in Irish history really happened on the banks of the Boyne. So it really is uh, 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 Ireland's history in a county, if you like. You, if, you, if, you, if you come to me, you really are getting the full package. And all I'm doing is complementing this by, by adding an extra item on the menu, if you like. <laughs> and, uh, you know, literally, uh, in, in the case of salmon. And, you know, it's taking a local legend and kind of bringing it to life. And because, you know, we've got so much in Irish history. But as you said, one of the areas we haven't really uh, marketed or, 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 or given to our tourists strongly enough, is our mythology, and we're steeped in it. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that this new tourism attraction will, will actually, uh, you know, stimulate more mythological tourism uh, attractions in the country because we have a lot of stories and we need, we need to bring them, we need to animate them for our, uh, our visitors. And I think it just adds an extra layer to the already deep, deep level uh, of, of tourism attractions in the country. Now, for those who have maybe never heard about the Salmon of Knowledge or only just maybe have a, a very slight understanding of it, is there a way to, to give a little background of this story without it, you know, in, in a, well, a you you know, know, Cliff's it's, Notes it's version? About, <laughs> it's about, it's about uh, how one of our most famous Irish heroes acquired his supernatural powers, basically. And while he was a boy, he was sent up to the, to, to the to, to County Mead from another part of the country uh, to be schooled. And it's during this schooling that the, the great event happens where he acquires the knowledge. And, uh, you know, I like to say it's a story with a, with a twist in its tail because it's about <laughs> a fish. So uh, you'll have to excuse my Irish pun, but it's... it's it's true. Uh, basically, he uh, inadvertently acquires the knowledge and goes on then to be Ireland's superhero. So it's a modern-day superhero story, if you like. And so even back then in the uh, reputed second century, they, they wanted superheroes. And this is, this <laughs> is bringing one of our superheroes into a modern context and, uh, and bringing it into a scenario where not only are, they getting to, are you getting to learn the story, uh, at the location where it was supposed to happen, but you're also getting to eat some of the fish because, of course, the, the, the central tenet of the story is that when the fish is eaten, the magic happens. So by me also offering a piece of real salmon to the tourists, I'm adding an extra layer of fun in that hoping they'll acquire <laughs> some extra knowledge having come to Ireland.
So uh, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun there as well. And so far, the tours that have have been have had experience of it have really enjoyed that aspect of it because there's nothing better than having an interpretive scenario mixed with a bit of fun. And we like our crack in Ireland, uh, our, our, our fun, and to have a little bit of humour wrapped around it is very important. And also, you know, your business is about families mm-hmm. and. One of the things that I've noticed is that the, the schools here are interested because because it's a, it's, a, it's really a, a story for kids as well as adults. I've found that the, the children are just as interested in it. So as as regards a, a, a tourism attraction for all the family, it's absolutely made perfect for that. Oh, that's wonderful! And you know, any time that you can. Um include a story and an experience into tourism, it really does make it uh, more interesting. I mean, not only for kids, but really for everyone, because I think what a lot of people are really yearning for when they are visiting Ireland, what, what people ask me for is experience and culture and history. And, yeah. you know, while, while it's great to visit and, and see things, being able to have that extra involvement or become part of a story really draws people, I think, even closer and gives them that just little bit of extra that that makes their vacation complete, if that makes, and you know, if that makes sense. We are all kids at heart. We all still love uh, to be amused and, you know, to have such an ancient story and this is what Ireland's ancient East is all about. It completely personifies the brand of having, you know, to, to bring up all of these uh, ancient experiences and, and to, to give them to the modern visitor. You know, you're really getting in touch with the, with, the, with the deepest, deepest roots of the country and if, you, if you've got Irish heritage or ancestry, you know, you, you, you're making a real connection with your mm-hmm. past, you know, and this is, this is where, where you've come from and by, by, by going into the Celtic mythology and the whole Celtic world is just so mythological, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't know how much of it is true. But <laughs> all of these stories have been passed down through generations and there's so many uh, uh, references to it in the annals of Irish history right. that it can, it can only have some sort of truth in it. And, you know, all I've done is I've actually, with the help of University College Dublin, they actually have a department of folklore and mythology, and I've, I've actually showed them my script and to be approved and to have it checked out. So I've got a definitive version of the story because obviously there will be other versions over the years in various books, but I've done two years of research on the actual story itself. So what I relay to the visitors is is absolutely the best version possible. And yeah. To have it relayed to them at the banks of the mm-hmm. river that is actually the subject of the story in, on, on, in a beautiful uh, picturesque setting here just <laughs> in Navan, uh, it, ca- it, can't be, it can't be better. And then to have it all finished off in the quintessential Irish pub just across the other side of the river where they can eat the salmon, well, you've got a great experience. All we need is sunshine. <laughs> Even even a rainy day in Ireland is good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm providing umbrellas too, so just in case. But so, you can't you can't beat the sanctuary of a pub from a rainy day. Very um, true. You know, and you know, we were talking about the rain. We we, we, we do really nice rain here. My my friends in France call it the champagne rain of Ireland. <laughs> if it was if it was if it was prizes for rain we would be getting like you know, we'd be like a Grand Cru classe, we'd be like vintage rain. 
<laughs> oh, that's such a lovely way to put it. So now you've you've described your experience um, a little bit where you do begin on the banks of the river and then you obviously move on to a pub and you have uh, some salmon tasting and obviously um, stories. Is there, I mean, I know the experience lasts about two hours, if I'm correct, uh -huh. from yeah. reading your material. So what else can people expect um, in this experience? Well, when, when, they, when they have the river walk and the story, when they get to the pub, then they're gonna, they can learn more about the story. I have a storyboard with images of the characters from the story. Uh, I've got a large replica of salmon, uh, which, of course, is the salmon of knowledge. And I've got a story to do with this salmon, but it's only revealed on the tour. So that would be giving away too much. Of course. And uh, in the pub is, itself, it's a very, very nice pub. And it's got a museum at the back, which has got uh, the restoration of the old forge in Navan. So people can have a little history of the town in the pub. And as well as that, we've been uh, getting Bunratty mead, which is the really only commercial mead. And this is the, so this is the honey wine, the, 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 the drink of the Celts. So at the bar, they can also purchase a glass of mead and, or Irish coffee or pull their own pint of Guinness. So there'll be uh, lots, of, lots of things to do in the pub for that hour. But mostly people just want to continue on about finding out more about the story. And there's also some merchandise that can, that's related to the story. So it's a nice relaxing time after the walk to sit there and have a have a have a little chat about the story and also the bar has got so many things to see and and uh, experience within it as well. So a really great pub experience to kind of wrap it yeah. up. That's wonderful. I thought, I thought well initially yeah I thought I'd, I would have to bring a pub into the experience, but it wasn't always going to be easy to have the eating outside. So right. this is why I came up with the idea of having part two. With, the, with relaxation, because people after a walk, especially if, the, mm -hmm. if they're elderly, they like to sit down, and it's not easy to sit down at a river sometimes. So the whole idea of bringing a pub into the, into the tour experience was an easy one to come up with, yeah. and it's only like a, a five, ten-minute walk to the pub uh, just across the river. So on a nice day, it'll be just about what people will, will, will enjoy and not too tiring. It sounds like a wonderful experience, and, and it's not one that I have had yet, so it's definitely something that I'm going to look to add to our itinerary the next time we are in, you know, in the Dublin eastern side of Ireland um, area, and I'm really excited to see if anything, you know, else develops following this. It seems like it's such a great fit um, for well, tourism we, we in general. To, yeah, we need, we need to seek out more... Uh, we're going to have close on 10 million visitors coming to Ireland in the near future. It's a huge part of our economy. So we can't rest on our laurels. Uh, we absolutely need to develop new ideas for what we've got. And we've got such a lot of areas to tap into. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my area like of mythology is only one. And, you know, we need to have everybody around the country working on more ideas so that if people come back to Ireland a second time, because you could never get tired of Ireland. So, uh, but you could certainly uh, be, be getting tired if you're seeing the same things every year. So you're better off uh, developing new ideas, and this is certainly one, one, one that's brand new and hasn't been done anywhere. And I'm sure the visitors coming from America will definitely enjoy it. The American groups I've had so far have been absolutely uh, bowled over by it. Excellent. Now, um, the groups you have, I know that, you know, 
uh, the website has a lot of information. You have a very active Facebook presence. Um, what is the best way, if people are interested in joining one of your groups, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, they just need to uh, ring me if they're in Ireland to ring me, mm -hmm. or if they're coming to Ireland, email me in advance. And then uh, once I've got the initial initial connection, there's only one tour a day, mm -hmm. and the time of this tour will be flexible depending on who booked it first. So the whole idea is that I have to have my have to be able to accommodate people's itineraries. Mm -hmm. So if a group of four or five people ring me up and say, "Can we do the tour tomorrow?" I'll say, "What time suits you?" And then for following booking they'll all be added on to that time. Okay. So the whole idea is first in, get, get <laughs> the tour time. Uh, so, um, and I only need four people for a tour. So okay. it's, it's, it's nice and small, but obviously I'm working with lots of local uh, accommodation providers, etc. So every time the tour, a tour is booked, I'll be notifying everybody in the area by text what time the tour okay. is the next day. So basically you need to be in the day before. Uh, not only to find out the time, but if you want to book a tour at all. Okay. Uh, so that's basically the plan, to have that flexibility and not have it so rigid, and that way people are not running late, and if we need to delay it a little bit, we can. Because, you know, in Ireland, we don't like doing the clock too much, you know? So we always say that, you know, you take your watch off when you land at the airport and only put it back on when you're catching your plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's American time and there's Irish time, and there there is definitely a bit of a difference. Yeah, there can be. It's, it's more, more relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, you know, that's the whole idea of Ireland is, is to relax. And if I can be flexible on my time to accommodate as many people as possible, I think that's the way to go. I don't want people missing a tour because it was too early. or, uh, You know, and I'm mm -hmm. sure people will be understanding, especially if they're in the area already and they're just strolling around. Uh, you know, people, people uh, they don't like to be rushed and, and pushed into, into right. tours, feeling like it's a... Like they're just a number. I think I, I want to make I want to make it that hospitable experience, a friendly experience as well. Well, it, and that's what Ireland is known for. It, and it sounds like it's it's a great experience. And like I said, I'm excited to, you know, give it a try the next time we're in the area. I I love things. Well, I, I'd be very delighted to welcome you and, <laughs> well, to, and you. to give you the experience, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But you can see already from uh, the social media, uh, you know, that the the, the positive feedback mm -hmm. is good and. You know, and it's all about the feedback. And you know, if people are enjoying it and saying it's a good experience, well, then it's got to be. And I'm going to be working harder to make it as good as possible. And you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see the different relationships because the Americans and the Europeans and uh, other international tourists, everybody has a kind of different reaction. So I'll be I'll be tailoring it a bit for the American market as well. You know, mm -hmm. to make sure that they get the most out of it. And uh, so I'll be working, I'll be getting the feedback each time there's an American group to make sure that uh, their feedback is, 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 is appreciated and acted upon if it's, if it's something that can contribute to making the tour even better. Wonderful. So, um, Excellent. Well, we've, we've talked quite a little bit about um, your small area of Ireland and the special things there. And one question that I always ask when I'm speaking with people are, what are three other places that you would recommend that people visit when they're in Ireland? Are, are there three places that really jump out at you? Yeah, for me, for me, uh, UNESCO and the World Heritage Sites are uh, uh, amazingly important as an endorsement for the country. Mm -hmm. And we have three of them in Ireland. We have uh, the Giant Causeway up in County Antrim, 
uh, we have um, Skellig Michael, which is where the Star Wars, uh, eight of Star Wars clips were made off the coast of Kerry. And we also have New Grange here in County Mead. So I would recommend those three. There are uh, three big World Heritage Site uh, recommendations. And I would always say for first time visitors to Ireland, even though they're in such. Uh, uh, yeah, you're kind of stretching, stretching a trip there for a, really, an yeah, average really visitor. To, yeah, you'd really want to be having a good couple of weeks in Ireland to be covering that ground. Mm -hmm. But even to get one of them would be great because I think um, it's very important to see the best sites on your first visit. And then on your second or third visit, if you're coming back, you can get into the more, uh, you know, uh, unsung parts of the country. Mm -hmm. But certainly... It's like going to America and not seeing the, the Statue of Liberty or, you know, you really need to see the, the big attractions or the Eiffel Tower in Paris. You know, you want to go. And, and these, are, these are our big stars in our tourism, and uh, they, they are really magical places. So I would recommend those. Those are great uh, recommendations. Yeah. I'd also recommend Bunratty Castle. I think that's a very important place as well. It really does have a wonderful feel of how Ireland is there as well. And they do a very so, good job there as well. They do a fantastic job. And, you know, it's about also giving a sense of our past. You know, even though Ireland is a very modern country now, we want to make sure we don't lose that uh, uh, image of our past because we're a product of our past. And, mm -hmm. you know, for people coming to Ireland for the first time, especially to the Irish ancestry, it's very important that we keep that uh, historical identity. And even though it might not be so realistic as it was in previous generations, we like to think that we're, we're giving a, a true, honest image of it, you know. Yeah, and, and, and think, it is I important. people who are, who are descended from Ireland in a, in a new world country will really appreciate our old ways, for want of a better term. I, I think one of the, the big draws to Ireland is that um, while you, you are a modern, I mean, Dublin is an incredibly modern city, but you can walk through Dublin and, you know, even though you have a light rail running past you, the building next to you dates back to the 12th century. So I, I think that, that Ireland has, has been able to move forward while still retaining the importance of yeah. its past and not, and not, you know, thinking, okay, that's over and done and it's gone. Um, and really just bringing the two together so well in a way that, also, that translates. Also, I mean, I was talking to uh, a, a consultant who works for UNESCO, and he's the guy that goes around the world deciding if your heritage site is worth a gong or not. Mm -hmm. And I asked him what was his favorite in Ireland, and he said, the Hill of Tara. And I said, why? And he said, well, think about it. Think about it. They've, they've actually done nothing to it. Mm -hmm. It's free. You can walk up it. It's good exercise. It's got the most amazing vista of looking around all of the other counties. It's probably one of the most historical sites on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's such importance. And he says, and that's the magic of it. It hasn't been commercialized. Right. You just left it like that. The only people, the only, the only thing it's used for is the sheep graze and <laughs> keep the grass um, uh, short. And apart from that, you can just drive up, mm -hmm. park your car, or get out of your coach and walk up, and you're walking down the whole of Irish history while you're walking up it. But, and when you look out on all the counties and you look at where 
the, the high king of Ireland sat looking at over the whole mm-hmm. of the country. I mean, when he stood up there, he said it was just like standing on all the other sacred sites around the world, like Uluru the, the, in, in, in Australia, Ayers Rock. It's, it, he said there was a magical frisson when you stood on the hill of Tara. And that's, for me, you know, and you don't need to build multi-million pound mm-hmm. uh, interpretive com- complex for that. You just leave it as it was. Um, so that, for me, uh, exemplifies the magic of Irish tourism. You know, And that's a magical sight, that's for sure. Well, Jerry, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and to tell me um, about this, the Salmon of Knowledge uh, experience in Navin. It sounds like it's wonderful. It sounds like it has a full Irish experience from the story to the pub that is really going to help people, you know, understand a little more of that magic that Ireland holds that, you know, might just kind of shimmer above the surface, but you, you really have to try to reach out and grab it to, to get that full feeling. And it was wonderful. And and you hit upon the word magic and people love a bit of magic and, you know, there's nothing like I, I say in my in my in my pitch. You know, it's just a little chapter from Ireland's colourful storybook because our storybook is so rich and so deep. And all I've done is just taken one little excerpt and put it into a, into a, into a product so that people can can have a can touch it and uh, and actually eat it. You know, so uh, it's going to be wonderful uh, to to welcome uh, all our American cousins. Uh, to 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 the experience, and I look forward to welcoming families, especially, and and uh, and thank you for uh, showing your interest in the product and helping to promote it stateside. For more information about the Salmon of Knowledge Experience, visit salmonofknowledgeexperience.com, or you can call Jerry at three five three zero eight five. Remember, if you're calling from the United States, that is an international call, and you must begin by dialing 011.